last quite a while actually we've been talking about faith faith has been the focus of our sermons uh from our pastors and uh it's kind of interesting that uh it's already five or six months ish uh since this whole covid thing really took into gear for us uh and our lives got thrown around a bit uh from what they used to be and uh as we're talking about faith uh, we're going to stay kind of in that ballpark, but we're going to shift a little bit of focus today. Uh, and I'm hoping, my intention is that I- in the sermon, uh, as you walk away, every, every pastor when they preach, there's always a hope that you walk away with something, uh, and something good. <laughs> I mean, you can walk away with lots of things, they're not, they're not all good, but uh, we're, we're hoping that you walk away with something good. What I'm hoping that you walk away with today is maybe just a few uh, questions. A few reflections for yourself that you maybe take it with you, maybe in your car as you drive me to work tomorrow if, if you remember it, or maybe into your journal if that's the sort of thing you do, um, and maybe kind of think a little bit about it, and then you take those thoughts and those questions and maybe those answers to God, and you kind of open up and talk with him a bit about it, right? Uh, maybe an amen on that? Amen. amen. There we go. Okay. We're in. So what I kind of want to focus today is uh, a little bit different in the fact that, again, we've been five or six months into this. We've been talking about faith. Uh, I don't know how often uh, you guys maybe sit around or maybe you don't sit around, but you kind of check in with yourself and kind of think, hey, what's what's been different uh, for me? What has changed? What has grown? What is what has stayed the same like we've gone through a, quite an experience here yeah it's, it's, it's been something very different <laughs> i haven't experienced anything like this in my life um not to this degree for certain and uh it, it makes me wonder as we talk about faith as we talk about our relationship with god in our day-to-day um is anything different has anything changed um has my faith changed has my relationship with god changed as i've gone through this experience has it deepened? Has it not? Um, if not, why? What, what's all these kind of kind of things, right? Um, maybe that's a chore for some people. <laughs> but asking questions is always a good thing, right? It, right? God gives us questions, right? They're not anything to be afraid of, right? They they can make us uncomfortable for certain, uh, but really they're just kind of discovering what's already there. It's just kind of shining a light on what's already existing. So taking a look at that, asking questions about ourselves, and then having that conversation with God, that's a great way of, of growing in relationship with him. Right? So maybe a, a couple of thoughts is, is I was thinking just off the top of my head, and, and I'm hoping that this will get, and I'm sure most of you, maybe I'm late to the party here. Maybe you are even thinking these thoughts. Uh, but I was, I was thinking, I was thinking, you know, over the last few months, w- out of all these, the stuff that's happened, because it's more than COVID, there's been lots of other big things. Of course, there's, uh, our news coverage is dominated by things like the elections in the states and uh, political decisions in Canada. Politics takes a big part of our entertainment lately for whatever reason, but it does. Um, and other things, right? Other things that kind of uh, news people are, are hungry for revenue, so they're trying to draw as much drama and clicks as they can and, and keep you hooked. So uh, as we go through these and ask questions about our faith, uh, some of the things that I, I try to think about is, okay, what, what, is, 
what in this experience that I've had, um, what has stood out for me? What's something maybe that I've grown to appreciate? Maybe it was always there, but maybe in this experience, it's, it's highlighted a little bit more, right? I know for some people, they might appreciate toilet paper more. <laughs> they couldn't get it for a while, <laughs> right? The thing you took for granted all, all the time, it's suddenly nowhere's to be found, right? What, what are some of the things that maybe in a period of time that you found, have, maybe it's always been there, but it's also a little bit, little bit more, right? Like, hey, I, that's really important to me. I really value that. I'm grateful for that. So in keeping with the idea of faith, if we can kind of direct a little bit of focus to have gratitude. And actually kind of go hand in hand a bit too. A couple of things I've thought about is, uh, you know, I, again, I'll step back to the media because a little bit of a news junkie here. A whole lot of, of information came out. It's still coming out, right? And occasionally some disinformation too and a whole lot of reaction. Uh, again, going to the toilet paper thing, you know, stores are empty, people are panicking. I'm sure you've seen videos of, of the whole mask situation where some people are, are, and I'm not against masks anyway, but some people are extremely pro-masks and some people are not so much to the point where they're actually fighting in stores, right? A lot of reaction to information that they got. And in this, I, you know, I came to value, I, I came to value truth. To have something that is true, that you can hold on to and know that it's true, amidst all this stuff, right? How valuable is that? To know that when someone speaks and you can actually trust them, that they're telling you something that is true, that you can hold on to them because you believe and, and recognize integrity in them. Oh, man. Because <laughs> you get a lot of people that are, are flustered, a lot, of, a lot of people reacting to information, a lot of people giving things, uh, and with good intention perhaps, but a lot of fear as well. And it can be hard to hold on to what's true, especially when information conflicts or, or people are, are so passionate about one way and the other is passionate about another way. So holding on to truth. Um, health. All of you guys are sitting here with me today. I'm grateful to see each and every one of you here. Right, we, uh, our lives go so quick. It's been said we live life in moments, and those moments are wonderful. Some more so than others, of course, some less, but we're in a moment right here now. We're alive. As far as I can tell, everyone's breathing. Take in the oxygen God's provided. You have opportunity today. You've been given life. You've been given potential for today. God's presence is here with you today. You have hope for today. Oh, that series of faith, that's, that's one of the takeaways I think we've all uh, wanted to take away, I think, is the idea of hope. Because there's been so much uncertainty and so much we don't know what's happening that our pastors in talking about faith, one of the takeaways there is, is take hope out of this from the promises of God. A lot of things we can, a lot of the practical things we can be 
grateful for, right? Law of the mundane. Spend time in gratitude. Spend, and it's easy to kind of pull up that quick list, like I'm grateful for my family, I'm grateful for her health, and I am. I very much am, right? But dig a little deeper. Dig a little deeper. Spend some time even sitting in it, right? We have been given so, so very much. So very much, even when it seems we have nothing. It's not to diminish the difficult experiences we're in, because a number of, of us are in difficult experiences. And even in those difficult experiences, there is goodness that God's provided. He hasn't left you. He hasn't forsaken you. I find it interesting in Thessalonians uh, five, verse sixteen. It's it, some of these scriptures too. You, you know, you, they're they're like sound bites in a sense that you little nuggets that you see, and, and Christians have, have put them, um, you know, the bumper stickers on the walls and wherever you see them. But then those moments of life hit, and all of a sudden it shines a little bit brighter, right? Uh, Paul, he's saying, "Be joyful always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances." For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. All circumstances, giving thanks. I mean, I'm sure a number of people can be grateful for the practical things of, of again, their health, uh, their jobs, their relationships. It's funny, I, the toilet paper thing stuck in my mind here. What I found interesting, uh, and what one of the things I appreciate is when there was nothing on the shelves, um, and we didn't need any, we were fine, but we... We didn't panic by, but <laughs> we did have a couple of people that text us and say, hey, you know, if you need something, if you, if you need a roll of toilet paper, w we can give that to you. We can send it to you, right? We didn't ask for it. But a couple of people, like, that little, it's something, so it seems so small. But that there's someone there that's got your back. There's someone there that cares for you. That you matter to someone. I'm grateful for that. You're sitting in a, in a building here, surrounded by people, and even if you don't know them well, you all have a connection in Jesus Christ. And if you don't, I invite you to. <laughs> Please do. But I believe you all do. And even on that basis alone, you matter to the person beside you. And I know it's more than just that basis alone that you matter, but you all have people that care for you. That is something incredible. Again, we, we can take it for granted in the moment sometimes, but, but something I'm grateful for. A couple Sundays ago, or a few Sundays ago, I preached about an anchor in the chaos and treatments. Anybody grateful for that? <laughs> Amidst all the change, Jesus didn't. He didn't change. He's the same in the good time. He's the same in the difficult time. Same yesterday, today, tomorrow. I, I, found it, I find it incredible that we have this rock we have this anchor that we can go back to, right? 
doesn't mean again we're not affected in, in some sense by by the events that, that happen around us our lives get upended maybe we lose our jobs or, or we lose connection to someone or there's a fear of illness those things happen but there's something in our lives that stays unshakable that even in that we're not alone we have hope beyond today beyond the moment we have an eternity that lasts beyond the moment. These things happen for moments, again. But we've got something that lasts longer. When Paul, uh, talking about the, the passage in, in Thessalonians I just read, he could say what he said. He could say about giving thanks in all circumstances because he had the same, the same thought, the same intent to the heart when he wrote in Romans, uh, Romans 8, 28, we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him, who've been called according to his purpose. And that's a powerful verse in itself. I'm going to read a little bit past that. For those God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the likeness of his son, so that he might be the firstborn among many brothers. And those he predestined, he also called. Those he called, he also justified. You've been called, you've been justified. Those he justified, he also glorified. What then shall we say in response to this? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us, how will he not also, along with him, graciously give us all things who will bring any charge and he's speaking here in case you're trying to disqualify for your, yourself from this well you don't know what I've done or what I'm doing or anything there right Paul continues and he says who will bring any charge against those whom God has chosen it is God who justifies who is he that can that condemns Christ Jesus who died more than that who is raised to life is at the right hand of God and is also interceding for us. The same person, the same God who's responsible for judgment is in the process of working out salvation and intercession for you. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? Could add in or COVID. Uh, as it is written, for your sake, we face death all day long. We're considered as sheep to be slaughtered. Knowing all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I'm convinced that neither death nor life neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. We have an anchor that does not change, that is consistent in your life. In these moments, as we think about this, as we, we try to draw some sense of, of gratitude and we sit in that gratitude, I want to invite you, when's the last time 
And I know I'm, I'm confident that you all pray, right? When's the last time you've just taken some time intentionally, purposefully? Um, today, Pastor Daniel, in praying for Pastor Winona, he was contending. Contending. Not just even simply praying. He, he was contending for healing in faith. When's the last time that we've just taken a moment, purposely gone to a place to sit and talk with God, just to spend some time and open our lives, not just recite our wish lists, and that's not bad, but not just our wish list, but to actually open up our life, open up our heart, open up what's going on, be transparent. Maybe that's difficult. Some of us are not always comfortable with what's happening inside, but taking that moment to sit with God and open up. Let it out. Take that time. Take that opportunity. A couple more things here. So quiet. I know I'm giving the soft-spoken voice, not passionate. Passionate how so many preachers get so passionate and fiery. <laughs> Some sermons that work for me, a lot of this, it's more like a lull, so sorry. <laughs> but to, but, but uh, one more time into the toilet paper story. <laughs> We're in the COVID situation. It's hard to get away from it. In all these different reactions, one other thing that I appreciated was our ability to choose our responses. Now, sometimes it takes a moment to catch our breath, to kind of calm ourselves, because when we're not calm, we're in our fight-or-flight brain, we're not thinking clearly, we're just reacting, right? That's how we're built. But we can calm ourselves, right? And we can make choices, we can make good choices. There's a lot of people out there that made choices based on fear, that made choices even based on selfishness in some cases. But I saw great examples of people that also acted out of compassion and selfish, selflessness. And I don't know about you, but I found that quite touching, actually. Right? Even little things. Even also, we're uh, one Sunday morning, we're sitting here in the house with the kids, and Pastor uh, Brenda comes and brings donuts. <laughs> Because <laughs> they used to get donuts in Sunday school. You should have seen how happy and excited my kids were. <laughs> right? And I think beyond the donuts is the fact that here's Pastor Brenda from the church doing something that remembers them, right? That's, that's really cool. Yeah, thank you, Pastor. Right? These moments, right? It, uh, the healthcare workers that put themselves on the line, right? To, to go in and deal with irritable people. <laughs> I, uh, I was, uh, in disclosure, I, was <laughs> I am coming back from vacation too. So that also <laughs> helps the attitude of gratitude, <laughs> if so to speak. But um, uh, in that vacation, I, I cut my thumb and, and had to go to a, a, an, an emergency room. I'm sitting in this emergency room uh, for what seemed way too long. No offense to them, but it just seemed like home. But it's like, wow, these even these people that have to go through all the COVID procedures and like I deal with irritable people and sick people and 
Um, I'm not in there all the time, of course, and, and thank the Lord I'm not. Uh, but they are, because that's where they work. And they have to deal with the COVID cases, the other things, day after day after day after day, and at a time when there's a lot of panic and fear about exposure and, and uh, they're dealing with panicky people. I, I was really appreciative of that, right? Or the videos where you saw that, uh, if the, some of the viral videos where they're all uh, a bunch of nurses and doctors on, on top of a, one of the buildings and they're singing praise, right? Or you're seeing some doctors gathered in prayer. Um, it's like those kind of things. Harvested from a time uh, that five years ago wasn't there. Right, and that wasn't on our attention, right? Uh, we're in a different time. So these little moments to be grateful for, um, recognizing that we have choice, that we have opportunity. So let me ask, let, let me throw this one last thing out. The other thing that I was grateful, and I'm hoping again, as you walk away from this, from a soft-spoken message, that you th you take this idea of of uh, what is different for me. What have I noticed in this period of time? Has my relationship with God changed in any way? Has my faith grown anyway? What can I what can I appreciate? I don't know why it is. It's it's interesting to me. It's so easy to gravitate to the negative. Always, all, any situation, it, it, from my experience and, and experience of working with others, it's so easy to latch onto the negative. And when you attempt to be positive, it's sort of like wishful thinking. Or just, you know, you, you're somehow being foolish by, by taking a look at the good thing, like you're being overly optimistic, or it's, it's somehow, you know, you've got to hold on to the negative because that's somehow more true than the positive? I don't know why that is. Maybe you, none of you have experienced this, but it seems to be easier to hold on to the negative rather than the positive, as if somehow the negative is more valid. That's not the case. Right? And latching on to what's true, what's good, is really important for us really important going back to the time of uh, again of taking space to, uh, to spend with God taking that reflective time one more thing I'm, I'm, I'm grateful that we can be intentional one of the questions that came to me in this period of time is how intentional have I been how intentional and purposeful have I been in responding to who Jesus is and what he said and done. How, intent, how purposefully intentional. We talk a lot about intention and, and whatnot, right? But if we actually break it down into to a, as practical a thing as can be in life, right? If I read the words of Jesus, how purposefully, how intentionally can I point to my life of, of me responding, even today? And it, that doesn't have to be a performance thing. I know Pastor Nelson talked a, a few sermons ago. Uh, it, it's, it's more than simply of just being a Christian. It's out of an attitude, out of, a, of an intention, of a heart directed towards Christ. 
that he's so much part of our life. It's not just the, the our accompaniment, right? Right, not like the wallet I wear in my pants kind of thing. It's, it's, he's my life. And if he is, if that's the true intention of my heart, how is that being lived out? Purposefully and intentionally with some thought, right? It's not to put us in any type of condemnation. It's just to kind of be aware. It's like, hmm. How am I responding? And and to do that, I have to actually go back to, okay, so what has he said? What has he done? What is it that I'm supposed to be responding to? Well, one of the things he just said here in Romans through Paul was practice some gratitude. <laughs> right? Connecting to faith. Paul, in faith, knowing that God works all things together for good for those who are called, who are loved by God, could say, out of faith, I can be grateful in all things. To be grateful in all things. I can actually be content. He talks in a later passage about being content in all circumstances. Right? Because he could see beyond the moment. And even in the moment, without diminishing the hardships, because he could talk about being in chains and being beaten and being abused and being persecuted physically, not just emotionally, not metaphor, physically, people beating him, cutting him, hurting him, right? Even in that moment, he could be grateful to God to the point where he could actually encourage others beyond himself that there's good in your life, that there's opportunity in your life, that you are alive, that God's promises are to you today, even yes and amen. That there's hope for tomorrow. Family of God, I'm going to end, uh, end with that. Just sort of that call to remember. Remember who Jesus is, what he's done for you. Ask yourself about intention and about purpose. Remind yourself of the testimonies you've heard and that he's given you. Share them. And remember those around you. Take that little bit of attention just to show a little bit of kindness. That little bit of kindness, man, that can make a big difference in people's lives. Right? Like Pastor Dave was saying about texting, uh, Pastor Dave went on, I appreciate our pastors. Right? They, they've poured into us I'm I'm very, very appreciative for the role that they've had in my life and in my family's lives and the lives of my friends and of this church, right? Uh, how about we just, how we just close in prayer? Father, thank you so much for who you are. Yes, Lord, we do bless you. You've been so gracious to us, Lord God, you have filled our lives, our mouths. You, you filled us with good things, even in difficult times, difficult moments, even hard moments. You've given us promises from you, and you do not change. Your power is not weakened. Your foresight is not diminished. You are the same yesterday, today, and forever. You are faithful and loving, and you've given us good promises that are secure, that are true, 
that can be relied upon because you have integrity, God, and we can depend on you. You are more than us, and yet you, you've saved us, made us your own, invited us into sonship with Christ and inheritance with him. We are grateful, Lord God. Please stir up the gratitude and passion in our hearts that out of this praise and testimony would come that generosity in our spirit and in our lives would flow. That even in times of confusion or despair, though we're not oblivious to it, Lord God, though we walk even through it, we walk through with a song of praise. Proclaiming the truth of the goodness of our God and the salvation of his son, Jesus Christ and the promise of eternal life that even begins today. You are so good to us. Thank you for being near to us. Forgive us of any and all sins. Lead us to repentance, Lord God, where we need to repent. And thank you, Lord God, for your favor and your grace and that those whom you've called, you've glorified. We bless you in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ. And in his name, we all say, Amen.